Live from the Pacific Northwest, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. Real. True. Stories. May the narrative be with you. Now, my friends and family who know me realize that one of my favorite things to do is travel. I absolutely love it. And with that, I love taking photos of every place I go and visit. I'm actually OCD about it. And as a professional storyteller, it is necessary every now and then to update your image. And about 10 years ago, I found myself in this situation as I did now. I was living in Atlanta at the time and had returned from a storytelling conference in Oklahoma City. And I said I was going to need new photos, and when these situations come up, I tend to go to a bar, have my favorite drink, and ponder my thoughts. And this was no different. So I went to my local bar, had my usual, my NGD with a twist the line, and sat down. Well, lo and behold, a, a gentleman, a tall gentleman, came up to me and sat down beside me. He was about uh, 6'2", uh, blonde hair, blue eyes, leather vest, jeans, and black leather boots. Yes, I have attention for detail. <laughs> and we struck up a conversation. Um, we found out we had quite a few different things in common, including our love for travel, um, like for theater and the arts, and our like for photography and football. Well, I told him I was a, a, a storyteller, and um, you know, this is what I did for them. I was a full-time teller at the time, and I was in need of some photos. And maybe, I don't know what it was, maybe the MGD had kicked in a little quicker than I expected. I also let it out of the bag that, well, you know, I'm also interested in some nude photos as well. <laughs> and his eyes In my, in my home, I can get you set up real quick and easy on a very affordable. Where would you like to get started? Well, the first thing that came to my mind was, oh Lord, here we go. Here comes another sissy with a gimmick. And I don't know how to break up off the slice of the chatter. But because we had some things in common, I said maybe I should take a step back and see what he's all about. So it's changed information, and um, I actually met him at his studio. And turns out, he was actually a legitimate photographer. <laughs> he actually was into his work and had a portfolio and photos to prove it. And after a few test shots, I knew I had found my photographer for my next set of photos, or as I like to refer to them as, my personal paparazzi. <laughs> and it didn't matter wherever I was performing in Atlanta, where it was a school, a theater, a library, a festival, Ward was there to take pictures. He even showed up at events where no one showed up except the promoter, me and him. <laughs> but he was there to capture that moment. And as it got more comfortable, okay, I did. I took off my clothes and I posed new. And they were actually featured in a gallery. I, I'll never forget them saying, hey, Chet, your bodacious buddy, Bird Chester, going to be featured at a gallery. So it would be nice if you showed up there to 
see how your work is reflected through my art. And of course, I applaud. <laughs> now, Charles weren't the only thing we had in common. As I said earlier, we also loved the pigskin football people. He was a big time Baltimore Ravens fan, and me, I was a fan of the Dirty Birds of the South, the ATL Falcons, everybody. <laughs> and when we watched football games, it wasn't like your usual people who, every ordinary, every ordinary, every ordinary day people watched it. You know, sometimes he'd host, sometimes I'd host, sometimes we'd host Super Bowl parties. But as opposed to watching them in jeans, t-shirts, sneakers, your jersey you hadn't washed in 20 years or so, we didn't do that. We did things a little differently. What's more masculine, I ask you, than two men, handsome, butt-ass naked, <laughs> swinging free, surrounded in sarong, sipping on some Chablis, some Merlot, some Pinot Grigio, With a steak, one medium, one way. <laughs> Potatoes and veggies. So as you can see, our comfort level has reached a, a, a whole new space, if you will. I mean, some married people don't have that kind of comfort level. <laughs> and there were talks of us, you know, perhaps traveling somewhere together. We also had discussions about moving out west, but we were worried about leaving our families. So with things going along fine like this, and I found someone I connected with, because it's usually difficult for me to make friends being a little shy and introverted. <laughs> it's true. Who would have expected that there would have been a flag on the plane? Personal foul. Unsportsmanlike conduct. Cheddar accuses Ward of stealing. Friendship suspended six months. It felt like six years. And it was over a misunderstanding and a misinterpretation on my part. I jumped to a conclusion and blamed someone who had nothing to do with what happened. And when I found out who really had committed the crime against me, I felt like a complete asshole, <laughs> a jerk. Or as one of my friends said, ooh, child, you were wrong as damn it. <laughs> you need to apologize. And I did, but I wondered if you would accept it. So I had to serve up some humble pie, or in football terms, with time running out on the clock. Last play of the game, I ran back and threw what's known as a hell man to the end zone. And Ward, being Catholic, he caught it. <laughs> Touchdown! He forgave me. Thank God. Our friendship, though fractured, was saved. Many people wouldn't have done that. Many people wouldn't have had that temperance to forgive me, but he did. And our friendship actually got stronger because of it. And as we continued to go along and grow in our relationships as good buddies and confidence and comrades, I began to notice 
a slight change in his appearance. Now, for us, he'd always been tall and, and lean. He was getting increasingly thin and gaunt. And while I always had known about his HIV status, I began to wonder if he was now full-blown with age. I never forget the first time I noticed we were going to get together and watch some preseason football, of course, at our favorite bar. I arrived early and he arrived second. And he was thin and weak. And during the course of the next few months, he didn't have the energy and enthusiasm as he once did to get together to simply just talk or even watch football. But as the season progressed, and we got closer to the holidays, there was new energy and enthusiasm about it. You see, in addition to being a photographer, Ward worked at a high-end retail shop where part of his duties included decorating the homes and trees of his high-end clients. And not just that, his family, you see, they were big-time Christmas uh, fanatics. They loved the holidays. And he was no exception. As a matter of fact, his own apartment was a winter wonderland filled with trees and presents and gardens and weeds. And I, I can't forget to get out of my mind the nutcrackers that he had all around his house in every shape, form, and fashion. This year, his family was going to get together in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, which is about a six-hour drive east of Atlanta. And he asked me if I would accompany him on the journey. Now, I knew he wanted me to go for two reasons. One, yes, we've never been on a trip together. But two, this problem was going to be the last time he saw his family. So, the day before we went on the trip, even though he was pretty much bedridden and weak, he still had enough strength to wrap with meticulous precision presents for each of his seven brothers and sisters, their spouses, and their siblings. He also treated me to a present. One last set of photos. And although he wasn't at his best, I realized he was doing his best, and I appreciated him for it. Now, our journey to South Carolina was quite the adventure. He insisted on driving, but about midway there, he simply didn't have the strength to continue and ask me to drive, which in most situations and occasions wouldn't have been a problem except for one thing. I hadn't driven a stick shift in 10 years. So there, in the parking lot of a convenience store, I think it was a racetrack, I'm shaking and drinking and drinking and drinking the car, trying to learn how to drive in about five minutes and learn well enough to make it to Myrtle Beach. The adventure continued in our hotel room and started taking turns for a little worse. You see, the trip had taken its toll on him. He began to get more and more ill. So much so he had an accident and I had to call housekeeping to clean it up. And in the middle of this, his temperament began to get very filled with a lot of rage. And he started screaming and yelling and hollering and cursing and all 
me. And at one point, I reached my breaking point and said, if this motherfucker yelled at me one more time, I'm done. That's it. I'm out But I thought about the time when he could have been out of here. The time when he could have been done with me when I accused him of one of the most reprehensible things possible. So I took my rage, my anger, and put it in a place and walked over to him and said, it's going to be okay. We'll be all right. We'll get through this. And we did. We made it through dinner even though his family knew there was a pink elephant in the room being his appearance. No one asked too many questions, even though they looked and stared. But we did make it through dinner without an accident or an unfortunate verbal incident. We made it back home to Atlanta and I dropped him off at his apartment and I went home. The next day I received a phone call and the voice on the other end said, Hey! Angel! And I was like, excuse me? Chad, it's me, it's Florida. I called you Angel. Man, thank you so much for getting me home. I really appreciate that. You are truly my angel. Angel, I thought. Now, I recall many things. Some good, some bad, some ugly, and everything in between. But never had I been called an angel. It made me feel good inside. What made it to the new year, but not much longer after that. I'll never forget where I was when I received a message from his sister that he had passed. I was on my way home to Virginia for a family event. As a matter of fact, I had just crossed the state line when I received a text saying, War has passed. He's gone home. Now he's an angel. I pulled off into a shopping center, stopped my car, and reflected on our time together. I remember the camaraderie we shared for arts and theater. I remember us going out to bars having a drink. I remember us watching football in sarongs. <laughs> Most of all, I remember his passion for photography. He often said, photos capture that one moment in time that you can never revisit. That one moment where you're forever enshrined in history. A time when you may not have had a dime to your name, but that photo made you feel like a million bucks. Mm -hmm. That's priceless. You don't get that with a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> Our friendship is priceless. And oftentimes I look at the photos he's taken and think about those moments. And as I reflect on that, I want to say, thank you, my friend. I appreciate you. I love you. 
truly and dearly miss you.